0: If you're a creative music producer, songwriter, artist, label entrepreneur, actor, writer, we get caught up in what we do and forget to focus on the business side. This is Creative Power. Creative Power. Creative Power imparting strategies that profit creatives through stories rich young lord and dr have spent many years playing every role in the music business from music producer to publisher to investor so sit back and soak in the words of wisdom this is creative power and here are your hosts rich young lord and dr smith
1: i'm your host rich young lord. I've been monetizing my creative skills for the last 25 years. I've played many roles in the music business, from producer to publisher to investor. I've been able to win and keep winning, not by luck or chance, but by the guidance and words of wisdom from some genius thinkers. Here, we're going to dive into many of those lessons that powered me in hopes that it will power you. I want to welcome you to Creative Power. Today, I'm glad to have my main man, D.R. Smith, with me. Me and his brother have been friends for... A super long time. I'm talking about like freshman year undergrad long. And he's a genius in education and creative systems. Dr. What's going on, brother? How you feeling?
2: What up? What up? What up? I'm great, man. How about yourself? Man,
1: I'm feeling all right.
2: That's I'm right, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> so today, I want to discuss a lesson from one of my heroes. Now, truthfully, it should be one of everybody's heroes, but some people may not know. him. I'm talking about Clarence Avon. Now, they did a Netflix special on him called The Black Godfather. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's a beautifully done piece that really almost just a piece it explains just a piece of who this man is how great he is and the impact he's had on everybody's life even if you're not in the creative business i mean just over the world and uh, i was lucky enough to uh meet him
2: Top, top, top. so i know we're getting into all the words of wisdom but the black godfather
1: (laughs) the black godfather man It's crazy, man. I, uh, years ago, I was working with this artist, uh, named Mel, and, uh, she told me that Clarence Avon was her godfather. And I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. She's like, no, for real, for real. And I'm like, you serious? I'm like, I want to meet this guy. And she said, no problem. I said, well, I'm, I'm going to LA next week. She said, no problem. I'll set it up. And, She really set it up. I remember I was staying at the um, Sofitel, which is across from the Beverly uh, Center Mall. You know, it's a really nice area, but it's like the outskirts of Beverly Hills. It's not exactly in Beverly Hills. And he came and he met me at the hotel and we had lunch and we talked for hours, man. It was powerful. It was real powerful. And the funniest thing he said to me when I got in there, he said, hey, did you drop out of high school?
2: Uh-huh. Why did he ask you that?
1: <laughs> I said, no, I didn't drop out of high school. He said, all right. He said, because if you dropped out of high school, I was about to turn around and walk out of it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he did some investigation on me, I guess as he should being a man of power, but... You know, he heard that I started
2: my career super young, you know. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my first question was like, why did he ask you that?
1: <laughs> so he wanted to uh, make sure I finished school. And he said that before he called, he was on the phone with Jermaine Dupree And he told Jermaine Dupree that he was coming to meet with me. And, and JD was like, oh, OK. I don't know if he finished high school, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that, that was a, a great introduction. and. I learned so much from him through that experience and through uh, a bunch of the other times I would go out there. Every time I would go out there, I would hit him up and see if I could uh, take him out to eat or something. And he was so cool. As successful as he is, he would come and he'd meet me at like IHOP. You know, he'll meet me at like crazy places. And uh, I remember one time uh, I called myself taking him to uh, Morton Steakhouse, and uh, when I got there early to get a table. And when he walked in, he started walking towards my table and the, the hostesses, they just started going crazy. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. He had his own table there.
2: Oh, uh, uh, you call yourself taking him over there. <laughs> but he was
1: still willing to come to where I was at. But the lady was like, no, 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 you guys, you move over here. He had his own table. And I said, like, OK, this is this is how it's done. This is how it's done. That's
2: that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you thought you were taking him somewhere, and it's like he practically owned the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is
1: this is his spot. This is his spot.
2: Oh man, that's dope. That's dope. So you met him, or like that's a, a regular stop for you when you went out to L.A. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would go out there very very often.
2: <laughs> that's dope, man. So what's out of all the things you think? What's one of the major things you can remember that you took away from? his genius mind, or what's one of the things that he imparted in you?
1: I think one of the most important things that he said, it's funny, it was so short, but it meant so much, is uh, when he was talking about his businesses and why he would do things, he said, I would just try things. He's like, um, why not? He's like, the shit may work. Just try things. And he literally said that, curses and all. Like, And it kind of freed me from thought, it gave me a license to just try things and also it gave me an expectation that something is going to work. Now, I felt this before, you know, just naturally, I think, you know, but now it was like crystallized as a concept, as a way to think, you know, and that kind of uh, helped me, you know, make moves from there on out. You know, I would just I wouldn't try and think too much. I would, um, you know, of course, you know, plan as much as you can. But I would take action and try it. You know, hey, something's going to work. Hey, it just
2: might work. Do you think it's because you had a back like an underlying confidence or belief in yourself regardless? Because you said like he gave you a license now. But do you think you needed to have some sort of confidence or belief in yourself that where you were able to take advantage of this advice? I think I had a belief
1: in the universe. I believed in God. I believed that things were set up. And how I got that, I, I can't even quite explain. But I believe that I, maybe somebody, I, I'm sure somebody told me this when I was young, but that a teacher will appear when it's needed. You know, so.
2: When the student is ready, the teacher yeah, will when appear. when the student is ready. Okay.
1: <laughs> I knew it was something like that. I, yeah, so I felt that I would be guided to wherever I was supposed to be. And wherever I was supposed to be would be the right place.
2: <laughs> nice, <laughs> <You know>? nice. <laughs> so,
1: just, uh, you know, and I think that what he, when he said that, it gave me free license to try different things, even things outside of the norm, like to really follow my instinct, you know, to really follow my passions, to not keep anything inside, just, just go for it, you know, take action. That was powerful for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do something and then almost like after you did it, reflect and make that direct connection to that piece of advice he gave you?
1: Yes. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. This happened a few years ago. I was at this table eating dinner. There was um, I do a lot of business with uh, people overseas and this uh, at this table. I mean, there were a bunch of like heads of businesses you know i'm talking about multi-millions that you know going on and i happen to be sitting next to this guy who was a billionaire you know hedge fund guy so um he asked me what i do right so i was like i'm in to music publishing and blah 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 blah, blah. and you know i asked him what he does and you know he tells me all this hedge fund stuff. So, he, you know, he asked me if I was looking, you know, for investment, stuff like that. So I said, uh, of course, you know, you're not going to say no. You
2: know? Right, right, right. You're <laughs> not going to say no. <laughs> no, I'm not into that nah, stuff. No, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to say no.
1: You know, I'm flowing with it. Remember, I don't know what's going to work, but I know something is, right? Right, right. So, you know, so I'm flowing for, with it. And um, we talk, we talk. And uh, he said, well, look, I feel your vibe. He said, uh you know, you got a business plan. I said, yes. You know, of course I said, yes, I have a business plan yet, but yes, I have a business plan. And he said, hey, send it to my number two. And if it, if he likes it, then I'll, I'll make it happen. So I got my team together. I was like, we need to get this money and uh, we need to come up with this business plan. I said, but first let's dream, you know, let's dream. What do we really need? What can we use to set this world on fire? You know, and we dreamt and we came up with some great concepts. And we had a solid plan of action to get it. And we knew what we needed to, in order to pull this off. So I sent it to his number two, his number two, I talked with him and it was very lukewarm, very lukewarm vibe. And um, I said, oh, I got to change that. You know, I got, I got to change that. So I have this process that I do all the time. This is another thing I got from, you know, one of my heroes, but the concept is uh, you always have more than you think. You know, you have more resources, you have more assets, you have more than you can first see. So I started like just writing down some assets, not necessarily money, but relationships or whatever, you know, just what I had and what could make this thing work. So then um, I was like, well, maybe let me call Diddy up and see if uh, I get him to become a part of this. He wouldn't have to invest any money and this, did the fame would make the deal go through, right? But I know Diddy. I worked with him for many years and I said, this may not be the right situation for him because he's very like, uh he likes to do things his way and he's very successful and he should have all of that, you know, going through. But this, this was my baby, you know? So idea popped in my head. I said, Jay-Z, Jay-Z is the <laughs> partner, right? So <laughs> I hit up Jay Brown, who's Jay-Z's right hand. I said to him, I said, look, I got this guy willing to give me a few million dollars to increase my licensing business, you know? I need a branded partner, you know? Why don't you guys come in with me, you know? And he said, <laughs> "He said, all right, well, I'm going to send it to the publishing person. If they mess with it, we'll do it. So I met with the head of their publishing, and she was like, all right. You know, she went through it. She was like, you know what? We don't have anybody in this area. This makes sense, you know? Let's let's do it. So then I called the first guy back and I said, well, things have changed a little bit. You know, I just want to let you know, I've got a new partner, Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my new partner.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, you know, Jay-Z, you know, he, he historically is everything he's involved with, you know. So I started going into that spiel and, and everything and I just knew it was going to happen. And then actually ultimately didn't end up happening. And that was, I tell you, it's so funny. I had a a certain time frame that I had to do the deal with uh, Rock Nation and the financing didn't come within that time frame and then they decided to move on. But just that I was able to put that together,
2: <laughs> you know Right, what I'm saying? right, right,
1: right. <laughs> but not really with an idea, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> really, you know, just I just happened to be there. But I attribute that to that lesson because why not? What's the worst that could happen? You know, the worst thing that could happen is this could be a success. You know, the worst thing that could happen is that nothing happens. And even when nothing happens, something happened because I learned from it, because I went through the process of dealing with that type of raise for capital, you know, with the hedge funds. This was success because I convinced a $200 million company to partner with me for some unproven business thing that I just thought in my head. So it was a success. And I think that um, it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't uh, following the spirit of what Mr. Avon said to me that day, you know? So I'm so thankful for that, man. I'm, I'm so thankful for that.
2: <laughs> so, and you know what's crazy is that just that spirit of I'm going to just do it Make it happen. I think what happens a lot of times is maybe you get caught with a second guess, and that might lead to um some hesitation. What's one thing you would say to somebody who knows that they've done that before? They've been in situations and they second guess. Uh, ah, no, I'm not going to make that phone call, or no, nah, I don't have the resources. And they they instead of just keeping their stride forward, they may have stopped for a second. What do what do you say to that? Oh man! Never
1: ever second guess yourself, oh man! I got a whole another story on that, man. Oh man, let me second guess like you second guess yourself, you lose time, you lose positioning, you lose what is there for you, and I'll give you an example of me second guessing myself. It's so funny at the back in the days, uh we were working on uh big's album uh Life after death and there was this engineer named Doug Wilson who's actually like my brother-in-law now. He's um my main man. We worked together for for many years. But I remember coming in with this beat and it had an Al Green loop. And I was like, man, what do you think of this, man? You think you think I should play for big? And he was like, I don't know, it's all right. And uh I second-guessed myself. I didn't play it for him. Uh, a few days later, I come in and he's rapping to the same loop because RZA brought it in. Oh,
2: Chloe. get out Long of here. Long kiss, good night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, so if, if I wouldn't have second-guessed myself and I would have presented that day, I would have beat RZA to the punch and he would have went with it.
2: Yo, yo, yeah, because that joint. <laughs> that joint knocked. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it felt like you too, though. That joint did feel like you. <laughs>
1: it, it's, man, I'm telling you, a he's a dope dude. He he did his thing with it. But I shouldn't have second-guessed myself. And that that lesson taught me to, to throw it out the window. And I think that what Clarence Avon said, you know, as far as the trying things, I, that took it up a notch. To, But I think it works together, like you say, because when I think of something, I can't second-guess it. I got to go for it. I got to go for it now. I got to go for it. That means it's in the air. I got to go
2: for it. Right. Take action. I don't know where I picked this up. I gotta rewind the tape to see where I picked this up. But um, someone said ideas don't belong to you. So you have an idea. that It's in the vibe. It's in the atmosphere. It's you know. It's it's part of the current that's running, and you tapped in. But to assume that you're the only person tapped in, I think is pretty arrogant to think that you're the only person tapped in. So the minute you get an idea, you might as well run with it. Cause beat 'em to the punch. Cause Risa might be. On his way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So we're going to try some stuff and see what works. (laughs) Well, for my
1: creatives out there listening, I just want to tell you guys, you know, that it's so important that you guys just take action and try things. Do not worry about what could happen. Do not let your ego get in the way of you taking actions that can change your life and then don't second guess yourself. Do it now. Do it now. The time is now. That's powerful. Creative power.
0: You've been listening to creative power with rich young Lord and D.R. Smith. The place for anecdotes and stories that increase your creative based business. Make sure to like rate and review the show. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on all the social platforms at likeagenius.io. Till next time, stay creative. This is Creative Power,
2: signing off.